brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right, we're back on the death lineup. The four and one Warriors start their season. The last time we chatted was after the Warriors lost to Phoenix. And I don't know what you thought after that game, but I kind of thought like as much as this team has changed, I'm not sure what has actually changed. And then the next four games, they showed how different they were or currently are from last season's game. So how satisfied with you are uh, with the start are you or do you still think that they have a lot of work to do um i'm really satisfied with the start but i also think they have a lot to work to do i was actually gonna i went on the like the teams what i would do during the playoffs last year is i'd go to like the lineups and i'd and i'd cue who the best lineups are or during the season last year i would go to the just the stats homepage and start filtering on who has the most uh, three-pointers made or, or, or defensive rebound or rebound or assist and just see what statistics the Warriors were leading at. And we're like like eighth to tenth in like almost all of them. So I think that's where I'm coming from where it's like, uh, I, I think on the eye test, I want to see some more work. Like I feel like you could tell that they're maybe not the best rebounding team versus how even the Kings looked against us with with uh, Sabonis against Dre and, and Loon. It felt like they were getting a lot of second chance opportunities. But you know, since we last recorded, what, they've won four straight games. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to be all down on them. I think a lot of what we saw in preseason where it's like, okay, you could see how it works with CP. All right, now that's that's totally what we see on the court. Like, it looks like it works. Everything makes sense. I understand what they're going for. With Saric, I think in the preseason, you saw the vision. But in that first Suns game, it was like, ooh, he's doing way too much. And then in the second game and the third game, kind of felt like the same thing. I think it was the Pelicans game where it was finally like, okay, and in even this past Kings game 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 where he had like three three pointers, it's like okay, this is what we saw in preseason. Yep. This is why the, the fit makes sense. And you know, I think they are on on the on the right path here. It's, I mean, you go up and down the roster. We could say a nice little tidbit about everyone with John with Kaminga and Moody on how much it feels like they've stepped up and they feel like you have to play them. GP two has come out to an insane start to the year of just. What's his field goal percentage? Like, what has he missed? Like, he barely misses. <laughs> Only <And> misses threes. <laughs> even then, he's been hitting them lately. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to look good at. Like, look, but then when it comes to, like, you know, we have a test with with uh, Denver coming up. Really interested to see if Denver's fully healthy, how that looks against us. And, you know, just trying to compare ourselves. If we're 4-1, and one, might as well compare ourselves against the best of the best. And, you know, that's not Dallas at 4-0. They are a fraudulent 4-0. But that's, you know, that's by Q by wins here. It's, it's Boston. It's Denver. You know, the ones we thought. Um, those are what probably everyone's finals predictions are or most of people's finals predictions. So I think I I think we still got some work to do. But, um, you know, there's the thing that's nice about us is I feel like there's we're not set. We're not limited. Like with some of the other teams like Denver coming back, like do they have another gear or did we see everything that, the best they can be and the best they could be is really good the best they could be is a championship contender but for us it's like we've incorporated this whole new dimension to our offense this six 
guy, this maybe our fourth best player, third best player, whatever you want to name it. We're still trying to figure that out. We still have Jonathan and Kaminga and Moses Moody that are not set players. They are getting better. So I feel like we have a lot to improve and a lot that you can bet on improving. Whereas in some of these teams, it's like, okay, they've kind of hit their limit that the best they could do together, you know? They pulled away from the Pelicans, thanks to Steph. But all of the other games have been pretty tight as you get down to the end. And the Sacramento game on Wednesday night, they probably should have lost that game based on how they were playing. But Sacramento without De'Aaron Fox, Sacramento also kind of played pretty badly in that game. Nobody could shoot. You mentioned the the offensive rebounds. The, the the offensive rebounds is just because they're so, all they're doing is taking threes, and the Warriors, you know, they benefit from that as well. They benefit from Looney tipping a rebound out and and restarting the the series. But I would like to uh, outside of that Pelicans game, I, I just don't sense that. And some of this could be just the the two different um, units that that they're still getting used to, but. I would like to see them pull away a little bit with that first unit. And it seems, I don't know what the plus minus is, plus minus is for the units, uh, but it seems like that starting unit, maybe it's getting Draymond back into gear, but that first team just does not seem to be really pulling away from teams like it, even like it did last year, right? Last yeah. year, it felt like they would pull away and then the second team would let up. Now you have a strong second team and it seems like the first team is not really pulling away. Yeah. Um, what is it like? They had one of like the best net ratings in that starting five unit out of any starting five. I think I, the oh, best before the playoffs or something. I like. feel like it was the Kings. The Kings, I'm sure, had the best five just because of the offense. But um, yeah, I mean, we've both heard that that starting five unit is like a top net rating unit. I don't have the net rating, but I do have the plus minus. So in total, they've played 31 minutes together um, and they are a minus three, which 31 minutes also matches the starting lineup, but sub in Chris Paul for Draymond when he was missing, that's a plus seven. So mm-hmm. that lineup is doing better than the Draymond one, which I don't think will, I think we both don't think that'll last for long. We think that, you know, Wiggins and Draymond Wiggins getting back into the flow of things, Dre getting back into the flow of things like that lineup's going to get better. But yeah, you even look at like, if I do this by plus minus, you want to hear our best plus minus lineup. They have played 10 minutes together, so maybe not that large of a sample size, but it's Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, Dario Saric, GP2, and Kaminga is plus 16. Hmm, that's interesting. Saric has been terrific as a backup center, as the backup five. But he and Looney have the same hands. What's going on? You TGD. pass it to them. You pay like... Any sort of – like, he could probably have – I don't know what his scoring average is right now, but give him another six points per game. And th- those are all based on him not being able to catch the ball correctly and just lay the ball in. Because Steph attracts so many people, and same with Looney. All he has to do is really just dump it off, and those guys just got to be ready to catch and immediately go up. But that, for whatever reason, that is not happening with him. And I, I guess I never really thought about that because I always saw him more as uh, somebody who's more more from the outside. But yeah, that that could be a problem. Uh, and it's already a pl- problem with Looney in that they don't even pass it to Looney anymore unless he's wide, wide open. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if that means anything. But, I, you know, ultimately, 
I think the whole key to that starting lineup is Andrew Wiggins because he has not had a good game yet, I don't think. I don't even think he's had what would be an average Andrew Wiggins game. He's been he he's been poor. Uh I, I think the energy kind of came back in the last two games, but the energy in the first three games I thought was really poor. And some of this is for whatever reason, and this is what I don't get. And you tell me what what you think about this. There are some guys who maybe play themselves into shape in training camp. But when he says stuff like, you know, I'm not all the way back or like, what is he talking about? Did he just take the whole summer off? Like, yeah. It, I mean, was it, was there an injury? Uh, was he dealing with some stuff where he couldn't actually pick up a basketball? Because you would think that last year after missing all that time, and maybe it is a family thing. Maybe he is just so focused on family right now that he had to take that time off. But when somebody who's as terrific of an athlete as Andrew Wiggins and who is, you know, uh, more likely than not a really good basketball player, when they come back and they're just like, yeah, I just don't got it. I'm not in shape. And I look at him and I go, well, he kind of looks in shape, but whatever the basketball reps or whatever, you think that he's just such a natural athlete, like he could just get back on the court and fall back in and and be fine. But I don't know. There's There's something going on there with him where – for whatever reason, he's going to play himself back into shape. Yeah, and like the past two plus minuses and all 82s, I feel like uh, Slater has went on like a 30-minute, or sorry, 30-second to one-minute tangent about going on about how Wiggs, you know, missed, didn't play much basketball last year, and then he came back directly immediately for the playoffs and then didn't play for Team Canada and just like kind of just pointing at the lack of basketball for Wiggins in the past couple months. And I mean, that's what it looks like. I mean, he hasn't had good games. He's had like good quarters. I remember like the first quarter of that Sacramento game, the first Sacramento game was like, oh, Wiggs might be back. Nope. (laughs) Good first quarter. But yeah, I mean, they need him on both sides of the court. And I feel like he hasn't had a good game by Wiggins standards on either side of the court yet. All right. Well, let's uh, hold on uh, the talk of, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about some other players, but let's talk about the in-season tournament game on Friday because... I was talking to Brad about the in-season tournament on at the end of Thompson to Clark. So now he's interested because I told him, I was like, yeah, they're stealing ideas from soccer. And, and so he likes these ideas. He says, hmm. do the tournament games count also as part of the 82-game schedule and the wins-losses count towards our overall record? The answer is absolutely 100% positively yes. They count as uh, normal regular season games and as in-season tournament games all the same so but what about when they go to vegas then it stops counting right i think because the, then some sing, teams the single playing. elimination ones they don't count don't count which though if let, okay let's say let's say you're denver because i mean to me denver even though they got spanked a little bit the other night they look like a machine yeah everything looks perfect with denver let's say that they go all the way in this tournament and uh what is it is it two or three extra games if you're to win the whole thing. Oh, cause you got the, po- how many, how many pools are there or groups? I guess, is it groups? There's or four pools? groups per conference. Okay. So, so one team per each group gets to the next round, but then there's a wild card as Richard Jefferson says, don't forget okay. about the wild cards. Um, and maybe one team gets a buy then I bet the best team gets a buy wild card play. So it's probably, 
Oh, come on, come on. So, I, I mean, I, I guess the, the question is, is, you know, if, if you're a team with championship aspirations, do you want those extra three games on your legs? Yeah, probably not. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the issue they're facing is how do you get these guys to be down to do this? You have to just hope that Denver's Peyton Watson or Julian Strother is – on their knees begging Jokic to play because they want their extra two million that they're never going to get that Joker is <laughs> easily getting. I don't know. Yeah. What um, if what if Joker's just like, hey guys, let's lose in pool play so I can go to Serbia and and I ways. will give you guys five hundred thousand dollars each. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like the first one for this, the first one, I feel like teams are going to want to go get like just to say they were the first ones to get it. Yeah. I don't know. Just there will be studies though, right? Because let's say. Denver does win the in-season tournament. And then let's say they lose in the finals. Somebody is going to come up with the argument that maybe they played two more games. Yeah. Jokic's shots were flat. Yeah. It's still going to happen. So Brad says, it looks like they're making the teams that don't make the knockout stage play each other to keep up with the same amount of games. Everyone. That'd be how are we sh- I'd love to. Yeah, I, this is something that I should have just. Been uh, I, I'm going to look it up because okay, yeah. the whole thing about this thing is. So I, I clicked on the Warriors website uh, and it said, all you need to know about this in-season tournament. I was like, OK, finally, I'm uh, finally some more information on this. And I clicked on it and I was like, there, uh, there's no information. There's no extra information about what we need to know about this thing. So I just think if you have to like explain it the way they're having to explain it, maybe it's just not the best approach to this. Like you've, they've spent so much marketing money with the Richard Jefferson two minute and 30 second commercial of explaining this. Like maybe it's, maybe we shouldn't do this. I don't know. But what is it? What does it say online? Okay. Now, this is where it's confusing. So, Brad is actually right here. What the heck? Okay, so... uh, Do the games count in the in-season tournament? And I'm using sportsnet.ca as the website, just because it was the first one that popped up. Yes, except the championship game. Every game in the tournament counts as one of the 82 regular season games that all teams will play this season. The reason the championship game doesn't count is that the teams in the matchup will end up playing 83 games. And it doesn't make sense standing wise to have two teams playing one more game than the other 28 clubs. Teams got 80 game schedules over the summer. Games 81 and 82 will either be those crossover games on December 6th and December 8th or the quarterfinals and semifinals. So what Brad is saying is that everybody will have to play some sort of version of the in-season tournament to get their games up to 82. Those might be the games where you're like, eh, we don't really need to win this one. You know, the tournament is not, you know, these don't really count in the tournament. You know, we're going to be good. So we may not need this one game. And maybe they sit that. I don't know. It'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, my hope is that, they just play it out and just to sort of let, let the chips fall as they may and not get too strategic about, you know, the rest and stuff, but you know, game one Friday uh, against Oklahoma city. Shea, uh, Shea's out already. Like, so yeah. it's not like 
you know, Adam Silver is like, all right, guys, tournament starting. Everyone's playing. They're like, nope, he's out. But the Warriors will be full staff. Yeah, that's interesting because then it could come down to like, you know, we already I didn't I didn't I mean, I didn't count the games of the schedule that we got that we saw in like the summer. But I, I guess I didn't realize that there were only 80 and two were up for whenever this Vegas, the Vegas side of the brackets happening. And then, yeah, that would I mean, that would make sense. So that you can get rid of the like, hey, we're we made it this far. I mean, we're playing more games than everyone else. Like that kind of nixes the whole Denver thing that we were just discussing. It is crazy though that us as hardcore NBA fans Didn't still are not one hundred percent sure about how the schedule works when it comes to this. So yeah. we're gonna have to live through it once to understand it. You know what? Honest, uh, the the last couple. So this um, the play in has been around for what three years now. Yes. Every time, every time it comes around, I forget how it works. Like every year I have to go back and read through it and go, okay, that's how it works. So it's, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not something that has stuck with me a hundred percent yet. So, um, all right. So, oh, Brad did send us something. He said, he, he wrote teams that don't reach the knockout round will play two freshly scheduled games on December 6th and December 8th. The four teams that lose the, in the quarterfinals will face each other on December 8th. All teams will play 82 regular season games with the huh. two in-season finalists logging an 83rd game that will not count. So, I mean, I go. guess the only like, like this is, this is like nitty gritty, like who cares? Right. But like, say, you know, say the Lakers were like the best team in the league. And we had we ran into them again in the in the one game knockout round. Well, we're now playing them five times in the regular <laughs> season as opposed to four. Yeah, but that's just yeah, that's just okay. Now table. you know what you know what they should give an award for. Like you, they they should give a bonus, right? Like let's say, let's say there's an in season tournament MVP. Let's say there's an in season tournament, uh, you know what whatever whatever award you want to give. If somebody plays 83 games this year, they should get a bonus. They should get some sort of thing for playing 83 games in 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 the regular season. Come on, Loon. Yeah. That's I think that might be that might be the chance right there is Loon. All all 83. And then and then uh Slater's got to change the name of his podcast. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Friday the Warriors play, and then it, uh, upcoming for the re- it's it's going to be a pretty tough week as far as uh, after uh, after this Friday because they have the Cavs on Sunday, then they have the Pistons on Monday, so back to back. Cavs are always going to be spry because they're so athletic and they're so long. Pistons, we'll see about the Pistons. They're uh, would you say that the Pistons are a little bit improved? I say they look better, but they, got I mean, they, they are, Cade they have back. Cade back and they, and we didn't have Steph. They didn't have Cade and they beat us by one. I think it was, when we went to that game, the Sadiq Bay three pointer, they look better, but they are, they have like really real obvious flaws of like the lack of shooting. I mean, their full starting lineup has no shooters outside of, um, Cade. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun because last time we went, Jalen Duran killed us. You remember yep. that? You're like, oh, this is gonna be one of those guys where you have to. He's just gonna play really well against the Warriors, and every he's gonna, he's not 18 years old, so he's gonna be here forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I mean, but they, I think the interesting thing is like kind of bringing it back to the sack game on it was close without Fox. Like, do you think Fox not playing had a little bit to do with the Warriors like not getting up for the game to say? 
probably Steph for sure. I thought Steph was terrible. He just kept turning Dray- the ball over. Yeah, I think I think the Kings get Draymond up now. Like I picked him on my sleeper app. I was like, all right, he's projected to get 18 points mm-hmm. against the Kings. Hell no, pick the Kings. Like get like a 40 point fantasy game. I think yeah, he, he gets a hit playing. for yeah. Sabonis for sure. Yeah, and we were talking to your buddy who's a Kings fan last night, and. Of course, if you're a Kings fan, you hate Draymond because Draymond was kind of vicious with Sabonis last year. Though, you know, Sabonis is not the innocent victim here. He was doing a lot of underhanded stuff as well, and Draymond kind of went overboard a little bit. But I was telling uh, your buddy that, you know, the thing that would have been better for Sabonis would be not to lay down and try and get technicals and try to get Draymond kicked out of the game. It would have been to jump up and get in his face and be like, I'm here. Like, you're not going to be able to intimidate me. And that didn't happen. So I feel like Draymond's got that mental edge on him. And not that, not that I necessarily saw it too much last night, though. I do think Draymond was able to get away with being pretty physical with him, but he uh, Sabonis was I don't, I don't I didn't sense that he was as aggressive as I expected him to be in this kind of like you know oh I want to show you that what you did last year does not affect me and I've improved my game I didn't see any of that last night I, I thought you know he he was okay he's always gonna get you know rebound against the Warriors you know he's got some really nifty moves down low he's a really smart player but I I, I almost feel like they kind of took a little bit of the aggressiveness out of him. And I wonder if that comes back when they play, because now the Warriors are two and O against them. And not that, that not that winning the season series necessarily matters. There's still two more games left, I think, but you know, if you're, if you're coming down to it and both teams are pretty close to the playoff race and the Warriors hold this advantage over the Kings, the Warriors will want to see them in the playoffs again. And the Kings will be like, "Mm, I'm not so sure about that one. So I think that stuff does matter. Uh, in the regular season. Yeah. And I, I was kind of pointing that out to say, like, I wonder if a similar thing with SGA is coming up where it's like, okay, SGA is not playing. They might take their foot off the gas. They might not get up for this game. I and think- he kills the warriors. My gosh. Yeah. It's just mid range, mid range, mid range, mid range. And he's got 35 points. And we're like, how just nothing but mid range. I think, I think if they don't, if they don't come ready to like like if they're not up for this game i think okc might take advantage of that early even without sga like they have just a nice collection of players this is gonna be our first time that chet's playing against us and i feel like chet's gonna absolutely kill us with uh kind of how like kind of how loon's not really that much moving on offense i feel like that's just gonna be easy for chet to hover how do how do you think they guard though i i kind of feel like it could be a game for wiggins to go out there and chase chet around Wiggins chase Chet on offense. Yeah, is, I'm trying to think. So they're going to probably start Case and Wallace, and then they'll have Lou Dort, J Dub, um, who am I forgetting? Josh Giddy. I don't know, man. This, I think Steph's probably going to guard Kaysen. Clay's probably going to guard. Clay can guard either Giddy or J Dub. They're yeah, they're a little too slow. So I think Clay will be he, able to hang he in. Probably can't have uh, Wiggins chase him around. Uh, maybe that's a Draymond thing, though. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't more so saying as much Chet on offense, but I think Chet on defense, he's just so long and he's just going to be able to kind of hover off a loon and just disrupt everything. Yeah. He'll probably Uh, stay on Steph's side of the floor as much as possible. mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I'm I'm just saying like if the Warriors are kind of like ah SGA is not playing easy easy W you know I I would who I think, starts I think, when Shea doesn't play it's be Kaysen Wallace would be my guess okay. he's the rookie they just drafted that I actually think his name's pronounced Kaysen Wallace I just haven't haven't heard I need to confirm that that's how Bill pronounces it Kaysen 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 I think Kaysen Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, and then, uh, and then, obviously, the, I think the the matchup that is uh, is being circled, uh, at least by fans uh, as well, is um, this game against the Nuggets on Wednesday night, and then they see the Cavs again. Nuggets and the Warriors is going to be a really interesting matchup because I think last year. You know, the Warriors had, and, and we'll talk about this here in a second, which is the Draymond comment. The Warriors were just sort of in a funk all season long, and the Nuggets were the opposite. They were so cohesive. Everything was working for them. And so it's almost like, okay, well, let's take the 2021 template or the vibe of that 2021 team against the 2022 Nuggets and let, let's really see how these teams match up. That's kind of how I look at it. Now, obviously, not all of the same pieces, but some of some of the pieces that could work uh, against the Nuggets. I think Saric will, will play a nice role, but I, that's the game that I want to see. And it's it's more of a measuring stick game to me. Like, how good are the Warriors right now, and can they turn it on when they need to turn it on against some of these good teams? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like we should try and. You know, we we don't have to go live after Wednesday night, and we can just come back and do our normal Thursday. But if there was a game to go live, that might be it. That Wednesday night game, I think, is kind of a a big deal. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um. I, do you know if they're away or he at home? They are uh in Denver. That the three road games in a row. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. I think for then all. All reasons, all purposes, that game is a, like an interesting one because we've played well on the road so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't like. I feel like you. I feel like I can say that I think the Warriors match up against Denver, maybe the best out of most teams in the league, while simultaneously like not trying to compare it to the 2021 Denver team because you know. It's like, yeah, we beat Denver in 2021 in five, but that was also when they were starting like Austin Rivers and Jermichael Green. Like that's it's just a completely different team that Denver has. But I still think like, you know, some of, you know, Wiggs at his best can be our, our point of attack against Jamal. Steph can kind of just hide on KCP. Clay can guard Michael Porter Jr. Draymond just will let Aaron Gordon sit on the corner. And, and then, of course, double double Jokic with Loon on him and, and I still think the picture makes sense so um yeah I I I, I but I, I do think that if you go down like the west and you go down some teams in the east like maybe the Warriors aren't the second best team in the west but damn they might match up against Denver as good as anyone maybe them in Minnesota so you mentioned that you thought Dallas's start was fraudulent yeah um 
the Pelicans, we, yeah. we 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 gave them their only loss. Uh, you know, they're they're going to have issues. It seems with resting guys all season long. Zion's already out. Zion's Brandon already Ingram resting. Was Ingram's out already out. Were, yeah. Uh, the Lakers. I think the 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 Lakers are going to be heard from as long as as uh, AD doesn't miss too much time. You know, he's going to miss some time. Yeah. Uh, but then we have the Clippers. James Harden, Russ, Kawhi, PG. That's that's a little bit of a. I I, I don't like to use the word circus because that makes it sound not serious. But the way they're going to be covered, I feel, is kind of like a circus. Yeah, this is. It. I mean, they're all starting with Zubac. I, <laughs> I have no clue how this is going to work. Um. But how the like I mean I mean Paul George and, and Kawhi have always been pretty good against us like like historically pretty good against us so and then obviously the James history and the, oh man this is a lot of guys who I feel like I, the Warriors have beat out at the end of it except for kind of Kawhi but like they've always kind of been right there you know like PG especially like had really good games against the Warriors maybe not in the playoffs I don't know if we've ever seen them in the playoffs but in the regular season for sure obviously the Harden battles the Russ battles Kawhi's gotten our number but. No, this is. I think it'll be really fun to see this. Yeah, it's a crazy game. Like, I I know, go to you go to L.A. You want to see the Lakers? Like, that's the thing. But if you ask me, you know, pick a game, go to Staples, see you know, see which which one you want to see. I kind of would just want to see Clippers Warriors just for the chaos of it all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe you just see LeBron because I just want to see LeBron game. live once, but. Yeah. I otherwise I would go see the Clippers one. Well, you got to go see LeBron live then. You got to get some tickets to the Lakers game. It's too expensive, man. Laker well, I just for one, just for one time, you can. Do I don't it even like time. LeBron that that much. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. Did have I ever told you the story of when? Uh, Didn't you see him when he was like a rookie? No, it was like his third year, I think. Oh, okay. So is that obviously uh, the old Oracle Oakland Arena, Oakland Coliseum Arena? And we so we went and um, we got there early because we wanted to just see him. So I, I want to say it was like 2006, maybe. So we go down, warm ups. We go down and we we're we're like pretty low, so we can take some pictures and stuff. And we're just watching him, and and then uh, we immediately got booted. We're like, man, the game hasn't even started yet. Why are you kicking <laughs> us back up to our? You know, top level seats already. I, I don't remember where we sat, but and then you remember the one time that we were we were supposed to go see him. Yeah, when Steph unveiled his shoe, it was the first night he unveiled his shoe. It was I, against the Cavs with Kyrie. There was a StubHub uh, code that they had just put out as New Year's Day, and it said something to the effect of, you know, buy one get one free, or here's fifty bucks off. There was something like that, and I was like, okay. When's LeBron coming to town? And so I looked, and it was in January, and I was like, okay, we're going to get these tickets. And literally pushed by for three tickets for that game, for me, you, and Jay. And within an hour, I think, LeBron says, I'm taking two weeks off. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I was like, how do you do that? That is like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And kind of mad. I'm still kind of mad about it. What was that? 2015? Something like that? That was, yeah. I mean, they met in the finals shortly after, right? 
Yeah, so ridiculous stuff there. But um, all right, let's let's uh, kind of. I want to talk a little bit more about some of the guys that they have. Uh, Draymond is back. He is looks healthy. He looks fast. He looks. Just, Looked really good against the Kings. Looked decent. I feel like against the Pelicans, it was more so like him on Zion that I was kind of interested on. And I feel like he came away with a couple of them, took a charge. But, you know, I think I think he's still got a few ways to go, especially he's still on a minutes restriction, I'm assuming. Unless he surpassed that in the Kings game. It felt like he came out a little bit before everyone else did still. Yeah. But um, still just still throwing balls away man like just he's trying to make stuff happen so badly sometimes speaking of man Steph last night <laughs> that yeah that was just bad like he was in he was in one of those modes where he's like okay i just made a bad play now i have to make a great play to make up for it which turned into another bad play and he did that like three times in a row uh, but Draymond so after the i think it was after yesterday's game against kings he said something about last year our chemistry was was BS, which is a veiled shot at Jordan Poole without saying Jordan Poole. And then Steve Kerr was asked about that today. And Steve Kerr said something to the effect of, you know, people keep blaming Jordan. Jordan has been great. Not that Steve and Draymond have never not seen eye to eye that, you know, they've, they've had their disagreements I feel like it's almost like Draymond just wants people to have his back in this one. And it's like, Steve's like, mm, this one's on you, buddy. <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be like a thing or anything for the whole year, but I just thought it was so weird that Steve is willing to bring up Jordan's name. Draymond is not. And they both seem on other sides of the fence on this discussion. Yeah. I mean, most of the most of the comments I saw to Draymond's comment last night was, you know, Draymond saying our chemistry was BS last year. Like it wasn't fun to come to work. And a lot of people commented with a picture of I don't know if you've ever seen this meme, but it's it's SpongeBob dressed up as a police officer. Mm. And he's kind of like has this mischievous look that he's looking for something. And it's a wanted poster behind him of spongebob so it's like him <laughs> trying to hunt himself and it's kind of like you know draymond was the reason for the bad chemistry mm-hmm. and not wanting so it's kind of that's what that was that's what the joke was there but i mean i feel like dre just keeps kicking him while he's down man like jordan has kept it so hush and draymond just ha- cannot keep the kid's name out of his mouth even though he's not saying jordan like we all know we all know it's about J- uh jp but i see what you're saying i don't, I don't know man like kerr's like come on we're adults like yeah, Not being so petty to a nine twenty-two year old. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's the biggest thing for me. Draymond's probably like ten or eleven years older than the guy. It's pretty clear that you know maybe Jordan's personality didn't vibe necessarily, but Clay has put Jordan over. Steph publicly has has said nice things about Jordan. It's really only Draymond who says negative things without saying his name. Mm-hmm. So. It could be just a Draymond thing, or maybe it's a thing where when the cameras are off, they all kind of dog Jordan, and Draymond is the only one willing to say it to the cameras. I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird thing, but my hope is that he just kind of puts it in his rear view, and it's just like, okay, like we need to get back to, you know, we need to get back to us. I'm, I'm going to f- put that all behind. But, you know, some people, 
you know, they need a reason to be frustrated or a reason to be fired up. Uh, just makes that game where Jordan comes here all, all the more interesting. And we may have to camp out for that one just to, to wait for tickets to come down because those tickets are too expensive right now. Have you watched him yet? Like besides the Shackton moments, like have you tried to watch a Wizards game yet? I've not. I, the every time I I pop on the Wizards, he's on the bench. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Like I haven't gotten a seat either. But man, is, uh, Mike Dunleavy's probably doing jumping jacks that he just <laughs> swind. I'm not swindled, but I feel like yeah. So far, he's come out as the winner on that trade. But I really want Jordan to to play well, and so well, I need to turn it on and actually watch. All right, last thing uh, before we get out of here. CP. We talked a little bit about the fit from game one. Now he's on the bench. He's come, He comes off. He's not even really necessarily the sixth man all the time. He's like, sometimes he is. But sometimes Steve Kerr does like these, these hockey uh, substitutes where like three or four or five guys all come out and, new, and a new set come in. But how do you think he's fit in running that second team? I mean, don't the, don't the numbers speak for themselves, right? Like, what was the second, our second, our best unit in the plus minus perspective is a, is a bench unit. Like, most of our bench units are in the plus right now. And I feel like he's kind of the guy behind it all. Um, I don't know. And yeah, and I'm not even entirely sure what it is. Like, I don't know if I should give him all the credit or it really is just JK and Moody have just, you know, flying all over the place has just done wonders. But, um, I think for me, when it was the Pelicans game and he just started hitting that midi that I was like, this guy's hit this on us so many times. And now he's finally found it and he's hitting it for us. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I want to see that more. Maybe the Pelicans game was he did it. He was on. So he just did it a ton of times, but but there's got to be a way to like him to get that shot more. Cause I feel like against the Kings, he didn't take it or maybe he took it once. I didn't. I don't remember him taking any mid-range shots like uh, this yesterday's game. So he took the I, one. He took the one from the baseline. His favorite one from the baseline. Mm-hmm. He needs to take like five of those a game. So, I, I mean, I think he's been. I think he's been pretty good. Um, I. I don't know if you can. Are, uh, do you have any nitpicks against so, uh, him so far? The three-point shooting, kind of like I thought, is yeah. not great. Um, I, I just don't know if he's a high-level three-point shooter anymore. He doesn't really want to take them, which is part of the issue as well. He only takes them near the end of the shot clock, which makes that shot m- more urgent. So, of course, those ones are going to probably have a worse percentage. I wish he would take them a little bit more in the rhythm of the offense rather than always trying to find Stephen Clay. And that might that may be just him trying to fit in a little bit. And maybe when he gets more comfortable, you'll see him pull a little bit earlier. Uh, defensively, I think he's been really good. Like he's just a strong defender. He's not going to be chasing all these guys around. And I think having GP on the court with him is going to help that GP's playing way more than I thought he was going to be. And when I look at that, and when, when he comes in the game and I look at the, uh, the lineups, I just go, they're so small. And for whatever reason with GP, they can make it work. Yeah. So that those are the only things that I'm a little bit worried about. But I think my other nitpick actually will be that I feel like, um, you know, this is a nitpick that's like he hasn't maybe it, it just needs more time, really. But I feel like when him and Sarge are in the court at the same time, like the amount of passes he makes specifically to Dario is like, you know, triple, quadruple, 
the times I feel like he makes an effort to maybe not an effort, but just makes passes to everyone else. I want him to build more of a rapport with JK because I feel yeah. like that'll pay dividends down the road. And it's really just like, I, every I think, single I, possession think it's, it's him <laughs> I think it's one of those things where CP just has to look and Sarge goes, oh, okay, I know what he wants and I'm going to go do it. Yeah. And then he looks at JK and JK's like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, probably yeah what do you probably. want me to do and so he's just it, like i think it's a chemistry thing and yeah some of that right is that has to be more of what jk does just instinctively is to know where to be now i what i thought was interesting yesterday last night is when they when they did the zone and for whatever reason like you, you just throw a zone at a very high performing nba team and they just we've never seen this before and they can't do anything like for like two possessions in a row. The Warriors look like they'd never seen a zone in their life. And then Kaminga's like, Oh, I'm just going to go to the free throw line. Or someone told him just go to the free throw automatic. Line. It was and he automatic. Just, and, and I think he made one or two, he missed one, but it's like, okay, that is smart. Go there, shoot that shot. It's almost going to be uncontested. And then you do it again. Then, then it pulls somebody over. Then you throw it to the other guy. So, like it's just that instinctive stuff where sometimes you watch JK and he's just like, "Oh, you wanted me to be there? Okay, I'm going to go there now." And by that time, it's already you know they, they've already moved on. So yeah. just a little bit more instinctive, um, you know, Moody as well. I think Moody's more than likely in the right place, but I, I there's still some situations where and I, I brought it up already where Draymond threw that pass out of bounds and he looked at Moody and was like so mad at him. And if you look at Moody, you're like. Oh, I, I think that's Draymond's fault. But I, I'm sure to Draymond, he's like, dude, I, I gave you the the eyebrow, and when I give you the eyebrow, that means you cut, like that kind of thing. Like they're like Moody. I think Moody, the more reps that he gets this year, he, he's going to be like the one that who does that stuff right all the time. Um, who is there any? Is there anybody else that we need to talk about before we get out of here? Steph is having an all timer. Oh, uh, don't him. they need to fill a roster spot per Slater when they cut Rudy Gay and Magruder? They were at 13, and you need you can only be at 13 for two weeks, for 14 days. When that 14 days so are do you, up, who you do you think they 14. bring back? My guess would be Rudy, but um, I, I mean, we have I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything regarding that. So unless Slater got a rule wrong, like this should be coming up really soon. And yeah, because. Uh... It, so, because uh, so less, it's Lester, it's Jerome um, Robinson, Jerome Robinson, Usman Usman Garuba, and then no, those G are League their team, those are their two ways. Those are the three two ways, and the G League team starting up. I think training camps right now. So and so make their P way over there. Pajemski and Davis. How many games can they play in the G League? As many doesn't matter. Oh, so there's no there's no there's no restriction on them to my to my knowledge. And I feel like Pajemski any, will be down there way more than Traces. just play in the G League? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Interesting. Huh. I don't yeah. even know if it's a rookie thing. I think it's just like any player on the team technically can go down and play those games. Because JK and Moody did it a little bit last year, or their second year, right? Or did they not? I can't remember. I feel like they did. I can't remember, though. But Wiseman in his third year, he was going down there. <laughs> Why Wiseman may still need to go to the G League. He's not, <laughs> he's not playing at all. He finally got some run yesterday. Did he? Um, but, yeah, but that's because someone was out. Jalen Dern missed a game. So did he do anything? 
Um, and I think it was like a minus like eleven. Oh, like God. ten minutes or something. <sighs> Poor J.K. I, I hope. No, uh, I hope when they go to Detroit on Monday, Steph is wearing his J.K. jersey again. That would be nice. You mean it, the J.K. or Wiseman? I'm sorry, the Wiseman jersey. You know who we speak of? Like Draymond can't keep Poole's name out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. I feel like TK can't keep Wiseman's name out of his mouth <laughs> in plus minus pods. TK loves being right about that one. Yeah, but he wasn't though. But uh, whatever. He kind of like he just I, called I, it. He called he called that there was they didn't like him like or they they were looking to move him right. But TK was just with us as much as he was like this guy has intangibles. Like, well, I think I think. His thought was you can't bring the baby deer with the championship team and expect them to embrace the baby deer. I think that was kind of his take, but that was sort of everybody's wonder about how that was going to happen, how, how you could do that. But um, yeah, the, uh, that's unfortunate. I, I still root for that guy. He, uh, he's He's got to be messed up in the head, though, after all. I'm all sure. I wonder if it's like the same thing like Trey Lance, too. Just yeah. messed up in the head. Trey Lance, too. Uh, both pandemics, pandemic kids. And being, next, uh, Joey attracted. Bart's next. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, we'll either be back maybe Wednesday night after Nuggets or, or the next Thursday. Be back talking Warriors. But good start. Uh, they have the road games that, that I mentioned uh, coming up on. Uh, no, actually, so, oh, this, uh, wait, is the home, is, is the Thunder game at home? I don't think so. No. That is I don't think so. Right? Um, wait, did you, did you check it? I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm looking at the schedule and it says, it has the Warriors underneath the Thunder, which would tell me that it was. Uh, it just says versus. It doesn't say at, which is weird. Yeah, I I don't know, but the time would make you believe that it was not a home game because it's at five o'clock. So I'm guessing it's a road game. So road game Friday, road game Sunday, Cavs, road game Monday, Pistons, road game. Wednesday Nuggets. So that would that be five, four in a row on the road? That sounds right. I remember we had a lot to open the year. And then and then uh Cavs again. So they they're going to they might be done with the Cavs. Are they only play the Cavs twice this year? It should only be all the East teams twice. Um yeah. So the, the yeah, they'll, they'll be they'll be done with with these dudes. So uh all right. So we will uh yeah, see, even even when I look at, uh, yeah, it is it is the Thunder is away. I, I don't know why the yeah at OKC the schedule was the schedule over. <clears throat> that, but all right, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, still doing well. Four and one, good start. Second to the Mavericks in in the uh, in the West and uh, and Denver as well. Circle that game Wednesday night, Warriors Nuggets. That's going to be the one to watch. All right, for Bry, I am Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.